Oops, COVID did it again. They played with our heart. We lost all the games. Oh, baby, baby. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for well over a decade. Thank you for making Locked On Anaheim Ducks your first listen of the day. This show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is Built Bar. All right, so I know we've talked about this ad nauseum. We're beating this with a dead horse, but more and more news are coming along with COVID. I get that, but I'm going to save it for later because I want to talk about some actual Anaheim Ducks hockey that is happening tonight. Did I I say that correctly? The Ducks are playing tonight. (gasps) Yes, they are. The Ducks are, in fact, playing tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. What a shock, right? (laughs) Yeah, the Ducks are minus a few players. We're going to talk about that right now. Despite the fact that the Ducks are missing a few key players due to COVID restrictions. And we'll talk about all the COVID restrictions there too. But tonight, the Ducks are without the services of Trevor Zegras, Max Comtois, and Sam Steele, who are all under COVID protocols as of right now. They're also minus Adam Henrique, who's still out. Max Jones, who was still out, also with COVID, so double dose there. Josh Mahura is still out as of right now. So, who's left for the Ducks? Right now, the taxi squad only has four players. Bryce Kindop, Jacob Larson, Greg Patteron, and Luca Dostal. So, without Z, and without, you know, Max Comtois and Sam Steele, who's left to play forward? Well, here's where I project the lines to fall in tonight's game Versus the Vancouver Canucks. So you have Ryan Getzloff and Troy Terry, obviously, in the first line. There's the possibility that Vinny Terry could play on that first line with Getzy and Troy Terry. There's also the possibility, you ready for this, that the Elite 1C, Derek Grant, goes up to the first line. Look, Grant hasn't had a bad couple of weeks recently. He's looked good in practice, so maybe put Derek Grant up there. But I would say Vinilateri is likely to be on that first line because where else are you going to put him? Second line, you have Ricard Raquel and Sidney Milano. That's obvious. Hearing reports that Isaac Lundestrom is going to be on that second line tonight. So if you have a second line of Lundestrom, Milano, and Raquel, look for a couple of points or a couple of goals to come from that line tonight. So, okay, who does, who's left? You have Jakob Silverberg, who is still on the schneid, who has still not scored a goal in 20-something games, poor guy. Nick Delorier, who's always ready for a hat trick at a moment's notice. And then you have Sam Carrick and, you ready for this? Buddy Robinson! The Buddy Robinson show could be happening tonight. Wouldn't that be great if Buddy Robinson scored another goal tonight? In fact, I'm going to try to manifest this. I'm going to manifest a Buddy Robinson goal tonight. Or at the very least, Buddy Robinson will get a point. So let's go, Charles. Let's go get a point. Wait, I just only listed 11 forwards. Didn't I? I I did. Getzloff, Terry, Grant, Milano and Raquel, and Lundestrom, Delorier, Silverberg, Carrick, 
Letary, Buddy Robinson. So who's left? Bryce Kindop is left. He is currently on the taxi squad. He is waivers exempt. Bryce Kindop could be making his NHL debut tonight with the Anaheim Ducks, unless the Ducks want to go 11 forward and 7D. Because we still have Hampus Lindholm, Jamie Drysdale, Cam Fowler, Josh Manson, Kevin Shattenkirk, Simon Benoit. They could always bring up Jacob Larson, and they could just go 11 forward 7D. That wouldn't be the worst idea as well. I would say it's more likely that the Ducks go 11-7 instead of having 12 forward 6 defensemen and having Bryce Kindop make his NHL debut. But honestly, I would like to see it. Bryce Kindop hasn't done a bad job with the San Diego goals. Last season, I thought Bryce Kindop kind of had a coming out party in only 39 games. He scored 20 points. This season, in limited action, he's already scored 10 points this season. More of a passer-type player, but I would like to see Bryce Kindop make his NHL debut at some point. He hasn't played bad at all for San Diego. He is a good plug-and-play type of forward. Uh, Likes to drive the action. In games so far this season with San Diego, he's been very good at pressing the puck up the lines, getting very good at maintaining control of the puck. Also has a good forechecking game. So maybe reward the youngster. He's only 21, 22 years old. He's still young. He's still got time to develop. But maybe reward the kid. Give him a game or two and see what happens on that line. As far as their opponents, the Vancouver Canucks, they've been dealing with their COVID issues as well. In fact, we've already had one game postponed between Anaheim and Vancouver. Vancouver, they've been looking they've been looking a little iffy recently, haven't they? Yes, they have. How bad have they looked? Well, I'm here to tell you. Vancouver right now is minus quite a few players due to COVID. Well, they're without a slew of players. But then you also have to think about, oh, who's who's on COVID? Who's left for Vancouver? Vancouver, even though they've been streaking recently, they still have to play Niels Hoglander. They got to play Podkolzin. They have to play Philip DiGiuseppe. The depth right now for Vancouver has been tested despite the fact that they've been winning a number of games recently. I'm looking at Brock Besser, looking at Elias Pedersen, looking at bro Bo Horvat. JT Miller has been good as of recent, but man, it's all about Pullman. Yes, you heard that right. <laughs> Pullman has been the player that's been hot for the Vancouver Canucks recently. He's not currently on the roster right now, but you know, Vancouver has looked very good as of recent. And their goal tennies looked fine. Thatcher Demko, he's got a 919 save percentage, 263 goals against. Although John Gibson, 913, 271, that matches up right there with John Gibson. As far as the recent games, look, Vancouver had won six in a row before COVID struck. There is something to be said about a team not playing for a while and then going cold. Every It's kind of like a soft reset. Vancouver's won six in a row. Can they find that magic again? Can Bruce Boudreaux extend his winning streak to seven games since he took over as coach of the Vancouver Canucks? And they've been against some decent teams. They shut out the Kings. 
They beat Boston in overtime. They beat Winnipeg in overtime. They somehow beat Carolina. And then they also beat San Jose and Columbus, which really doesn't count. The Ducks, their last game, they lost in overtime to Arizona. That was their worst game of the season. This extended pause is nothing but good news for the Anaheim Ducks because they think about that loss to Arizona. They think about that being their worst game of the season. So now how will they respond after the break? As far as power play, Ducks are still one of the top power play play power play teams in the league. The penalty kill is still fourth in the league. Ducks are top four in both categories. Vancouver, not so much. Vancouver is worst in the NHL in the penalty kill. That has still been an issue with Vancouver, even with Boudreaux at the helm. Their penalty killing percentage right now is 67%. Good enough for last in the NHL. Yippee. Maybe if the Ducks get a few power plays, they can take advantage there. So that's kind of a preview for tonight's game against the Vancouver Canucks. It is a 7.30 p.m. start. That game is at the Ponda. So if you're heading out to the Ponda, go ahead and check that game out. All right, we are going to head into the first intermission. But first, let's talk about everyone's favorite protein bar in the world, Built Bar. That is right. Built Bar is better tasting than ever. You've got the Built Puffs. you got the Built Go. And the holidays are over. But hey, how about having a New Year's Eve treat? And maybe for those of you that want to get back into shape, maybe get into some running, maybe some marathoning, maybe you want to join me on a half marathon or marathon. Hey, Built Bars are the way to go, especially mm, the Churro Puffs. They are super delicious. So if you have not tried a Built Bar yet, go to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez talking a little bit about tonight's matchup against the Vancouver Canucks and a little bit of an update that just went down a few minutes ago. I had mentioned that the Ducks could possibly go 11-7. It appears they're going to do just that because Jacob Larson has been added to the Ducks roster from the taxi squad. So it appears that the Ducks are indeed going to go 11 forwards, 7 defensemen for tonight, which means we can expect Letary, Getzloff, and Terry. <laughs> Letary and Terry. Hey, 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 there's a mouthful if there was one. So Getzloff, Letary, Terry, Milano, Lundestrom, Raquel, Delorier, Silverberg, Carrick, Grant, Buddy Robinson. Those would theoretically be your 11 forwards. 7 defensemen. Lindholm, Drysdale, Fowler, Manson, Benoit, Shattenkirk, and Jacob Larson. Just when you thought the Ducks could get rid of Jacob Larson. <laughs> Think again. Think again. Jacob Larson is back in an Anaheim Ducks uniform. Have fun with that, guys. All right, so those should be the lines 
for tonight's game against the Vancouver Canucks. Let's let's just have fun with this. Let's just see what happens tonight. I have zero expectations for this game, so I'm just going to go out on a limb and say this game gets completely drunk and the Anaheim Ducks win 6 to 5 in overtime because hey, it can't be more drunk than last night's Coyotes Sharks game. The 8-7 victory with San Jose. Oh, it can't be worse than, I don't know, Vegas winning again. Ah. Yeah, Vegas beat the Kings. Vegas is in first place. Gagging with a pitchfork. All right, so that's the expected lines. Now we have to get to the COVID news, but this might be good news for the Ducks because this statement came out just a little bit ago from the NHL and the Players Association. I will read this verbatim. Quote, The NHL Players Association and the NHL announced today that a modification to their COVID-19 protocol is happening. The modification will reduce the isolation period after a positive test from 10 days to 5 days for fully vaccinated players who meet the required conditions. Hmm. It also applies to fully vaccinated hockey ops staff, including coaches. Hmm. The change was made in response to the new isolation guidelines for COVID-positive individuals issued on Monday by the CDC. Hmm. While the changes apply on a league-wide basis, all personnel will still have to comply with the applicable health and safety regulations in their jurisdictions, including the federal and provincial COVID health and safety mandates in Canada, which may be more restrictive than the protocol. Interesting. Specifics of the changes to the protocol after a positive test can be found via the tweet link to the full release. End quote. Oh boy. This will be fun. So here's some of the specifics of the changes. Specific changes to the protocol after a positive test include isolation for five days. If the player has a fever, continue to isolate until the fever resolves. If there are no symptoms or their symptoms are resolved after five days, they can leave isolation and return to practices games provided these conditions are met. Condition number one, a lab-based PCR test that is negative or a lab-based PCR test that has a CT value of less than 30. Or two negative molecular point-of-care tests collected two hours apart. And number two, medical clearance from the individual's club position. Number three, such exit is permitted by the local health authority. And four, the individual shall continue to always wear a mask around others for five additional days other than for practices and games. Ooh, Okay, so let's think about what all that said. That means that players can come back after five days instead of ten. So players like, I don't know, Trevor Zegras, Max Comtois, Sam Steele, they won't be missing as many games as originally thought. In fact, let's think about that. Sam Steele and Max Comtois could come back as early as Saturday, I believe. Saturday or Sunday. But over the weekend, they could come back. Trevor Zegras... The earliest he could come back, as far as games, would be Tuesday, January 4th. So here's what this means as far as upcoming games. There is a game tonight against the Canucks. There's a game Friday afternoon against the Vegas Golden Knights. They're all going to miss that game for sure. Then there's the game on Sunday afternoon against the Colorado Avalanche. It's possible that Steele and Comtois could come back for that game against the Colorado Avalanche. And then it's possible for Zegras to come back the following game against the Philadelphia Flyers. That's Tuesday, January 4th, 
or how many days? Six days from now. Hmm. So instead of 10 days, it is five days. That means those three key players could come back sooner rather than later. And that's good news for the Ducks. And from a personal standpoint, just talking out loud, I still don't know if this is a great idea or not. I mean, we are pressing on with the games in the National Hockey League. We are going to continue having games. Good for the NHL. Not so much for the AHL, but I'll talk about that tomorrow for sure. But as far as the NHL is concerned, it's good that at least we have the taxi squads back. They should have never gone away in the first place. But we're back with taxi squads at least for the next month or so until hopefully the Omicron variant can go away a little bit. Maybe we can, you know, be safer. Maybe maybe people should get vaccinated. I don't know. Maybe just get vaccinated. Maybe just be more careful out there. Be more safe out there. Be a little more stringent on the protocols, etc., etc. You know, like I always say, just, just be careful. Let's just all be careful and have the games continue as they should be. And I'm, I'm hopeful that we can have not many more postponed games because I have a little project going on, a little side project that I'll talk about more on tomorrow's podcast. Just a little side thing, but a little bit of fun, but that's me. All right, we are going to head into the second intermission and talk about the big bombshell that dropped momentarily. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez once again, and we're going to talk about international hockey. I had mentioned a while ago that the NHL has pulled out from the Olympics, and someone that had some thoughts about it this afternoon was none other than tonight's likely starting goalie for the Anaheim Ducks, John Gibson. He had a few words to say about that, so I want to talk about those words first before I get into the bombshell. So John Gibson had some pretty self-contained words when it came to going out of the Olympics. He said, quote, it is what it is. It would have been great to be part of that and represent your country. It was something you dream about and you hope you get the opportunity to do it. But at the same time, it's the world we're living in right now. Obviously, it's been very unlucky over the last two weeks here with all the games being canceled and everything like that. I understand where they're coming from. It doesn't make it any easier. It's tough, but you've got to accept it and move on. Once we saw the games getting postponed and COVID getting going again, and the NHL had that option, I thought there was a good chance it was going to happen. You could see the way it was trending. To be able to get that opportunity would have been great, but it is what it is. End quote. Little little bit of a reserved, I guess, statement from John Gibson, but that's what we have going on. All right, big bombshell. Here it is. I had been talking about World Juniors, and I had planned on talking about the great job that Mason McTavish did on yesterday's game, and I, I think I'll talk about that on tomorrow's podcast because it is Goals Thursday, and I do want to talk more about Mason McTavish on tomorrow's podcast, but... This is the bombshell. The bombshell is that the World Juniors have been canceled for the remainder of the tournament. And this after there was two more canceled games earlier today. So here's the whole statement. I'm going to read some of it. Not the whole thing, but some of it. 
Quote, Following a recommendation by the Tournament COVID-19 Medical Group and the IIHF Medical Committee, the IIHF Council has decided that, due to the ongoing spread of COVID-19 and the Omicron variant, the World Junior Championship will be cancelled to ensure the health and safety of all participants. The decision comes following a positive case on a player on the Russian national team, which would have necessitated a forfeit of the Russia-Slovakia game scheduled for December 29th. The game is the third to be cancelled due to positive cases, following Switzerland-USA and Finland-Czechia. In addition to ensuring the health and safety of participants, the council has determined that with another forfeiture, the third forfeited game in two days, the sportive integrity of the event has been compromised and the event must be canceled. I'm going to stop right there because there's some quotes there, but this is really, really awful news. This is terrible news for the young men that have dreamed about playing on World Juniors, and especially for the Canadian players. The Canadian players were so looking forward to having that revenge against Team USA after what happened last year, the Trevor Zegris guarantee, all that stuff. They were so looking forward to bringing gold back to Canada, and now to have it canceled after the Canadians got off to such a blistering start, it really sucks. And here's what Hockey Canada President Scott Smith and CEO Tom Rennie said following the statement. Quote, Hockey Canada has worked tirelessly since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic to ensure it would be equipped to host world-class international events in a safe and healthy environment. Despite our best efforts and continually adapting and strengthening protocols, we have unfortunately fallen short of our goal of completing the WJC and handing out medals on January 5th due to the challenges of the current COVID-19 landscape. End quote. One more quote, and this is from Randy also. Quote, Since the beginning of the pandemic, we have always made the health and safety of event participants and the community at large a priority. And given the news that we have encountered positive cases within the WJC, we understand and support the decision to cancel the remainder of the event. I'm going to stop right there. I'm, I'm just going to stop because if I read the rest of this, I will get frustrated. Have they, in fact, kept the community at large a priority? There has been some reports out there that, in fact, players from some teams were sharing space with regular hotel guests. And there may have been a wedding party that happened, and some of the players were, in fact, mingling with some of those wedding guests. There was a rumor that there was unmasked people sharing an elevator with some of the WJC players. There's a slew of cases like this in both in both cities, both in Edmonton and in Red Deer. If you really cared about the participants, they would have been isolated. They would have had their own rooms, they would have had their own accommodations, and there wouldn't have been even the slightest possibility of community spread. But that's what's happened here, and now we have the WJCs canceled, and it truly sucks because we had a lot of content that was going to be coming to you guys regarding the WJCs. We're going to have Tyler Cool on here, but that is all thrown out the window, thrown out the wayside. So at least we still have Ducks hockey to talk about, but it sucks not being able to talk about the young men whose careers will be up and coming 
it sucks not being able to talk about Olin Zellweger, who's looked good, or Mason McTavish more than we already have over the past couple days. And I'll talk about both of those young men on tomorrow's podcast because it's Goals Thursday. But stripping them of this opportunity has really got to hurt. And you've got to feel for all the young men having this taken away. And it takes away from some of the great stories that were beginning to develop. You had the Connor Bedard story. He had four goals last night. That story was beginning to develop. So the, the whole thing is just terrible and awful. That is the big news of the day. Once again, recapping the World Junior Championships have been canceled for the remainder of the tournament. I hate to end on a sour note, but that's how we're going to end today's podcast. Tomorrow will be Goals Thursday. we got to talk about COVID again tomorrow because it's definitely affected the San Diego Goals and will continue to affect the San Diego Goals. And I'll explain more about that on tomorrow's podcast. So that's how we're going to finish. Uh, thanks so much for those of you tuning in and staying tuned with the latest news. Hey, at least there is Ducks hockey tonight. So instead of having a full Goals Thursday, I'll talk a little bit about the Ducks game on tomorrow's podcast for just one segment. I'll talk about the, the game between the Ducks and the Canucks, and then the rest of the time will be devoted to juniors, the goals, etc. All right. Uh, don't forget that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others. You could email me. My email address is LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. You could follow me on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. After today, we have two more shows until the new year. Wow, 2022 is already coming. How about that? So guys, just be careful out there. Be careful with all this wet and wild weather we're having. And just be careful. Be safe out there, all right? For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks fly together. Fly together.